Hi there, my name's Herbie Russell and you're listening to The Real Jobs Podcast, the show where we talk to people about what they do for a living. But on this show, we're not interested in hearing from politicians, lawyers or famous sports stars. Instead, we want to talk to the sorts of people that do jobs that, although underrepresented in the media and at times poorly paid, are nonetheless really important to how society works. This is all in the hope of building up a picture of what it means to work in 21st century Britain. So my guest for today is Georgie. I met him while working on a farm in Kent during the first coronavirus lockdown in the UK. Incidentally, the same farm where I met Annie, um, my first guest on this show. Now, on the farm, the jobs I did were basically separated into two. Some days I'd be on the fields picking the strawberries and other days I'd be in the packing house where the strawberries are packaged and sent off to supermarkets. Um, while in the packing house, Georgie was my supervisor, so he basically ran the operations in that room. Um, yeah, he was my boss. Um, we worked together for a couple of months, got on really well, and then he left for another farm. Um, I'm excited to get him on here because he's just going to have a really interesting insight on what it's like to work in the UK as a migrant worker from Europe. Um, he also has some really interesting views about what the labour market might look like in the UK um, post-Brexit. So this is the interview. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. I'm Georgie. My, my last name is really, really hard to pronounce in English. Zderov uh, with uh, ZH. It's, a, I don't know, it's a really difficult name for, for English people. I'm 29 years old. I'm from Bulgaria. Uh, I love to a lot of things to do. I love to, to play football, to, to go with my friends, uh, to to go to the holidays, to travel a lot, and a lot of a lot of stuff. And where where are you calling from now? Are you, are you in Bulgaria at the moment? Yeah, uh, right now I am in Bulgaria. I was uh, came back uh, from England before uh, four months. What's um what's life like there right now? Oh, it's for me. F- there is a f- no how to explain. There is a two different lives between England and Bulgaria, because um, the first of all, um, the geographic. We are in the Balkans, you know. The Balkans, the the, the Balkans country are really tough, tough for 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 other people. Um, the England, this is this country is. Uh, pff, for me, it's really cool because for a lot of stuff, uh, you have a right to do what do you want. Mm. In Bulgaria, they, we have a, a lot of corruption in the in the government, you know, and uh, that's why the most uh, Eastern European people are going to to England to uh, another countries to make it money to to live. That's that was one of the thing, next thing I was going to ask you. So, what? First of all, when did you come to, first to come to the UK, and uh, and why? Uh, before three years, I think so. I was uh, in Ireland before that, working, and uh, I have a friend with one company. Uh, this is company who who find the people to work uh, in England and uh, other countries, and he offered me a job in uh, in England to be a manager on the pack house and I, I i really really like the offer because the first of all this is something a little bit new for me i was uh 
in Bulgaria, I was charging people, of course, in a lot of different stuff, a lot of different, uh, how to explain it. First of all, I was uh, working on the casino in Bulgaria and I was the manager of the casino. After that, uh, I was working for myself, you know, I was uh, making my own business. And uh, this was a new opportunity for me to to find, to, to, to get a new experience to for this one. And that's why I decided to, to move to England. And that, that first job, you say, was in, in a packing house. Where was that one? Uh, I think so, Faversham. Oh, so was that the same one that we worked at together? Yeah, yeah, this is the first, yeah. I see. So I didn't, rea- I didn't realise that was your first job in England. I thought maybe it might have been your, your second or third, but that was the first one, was it? Yeah, that, that was the first one in England. Before that, I was, I was being in England uh, just for holidays because uh, my sister was living there in London. And uh, I was being just to just to see the country, to see the culture, to see the castles. You know, you you have a lot of castles and a lot of beautiful nature there. That's interesting because I think the assumption that I I make and probably a lot of English people make is that when Eastern Europeans come over to work here or people from the Balkans, it's normally just about money. But for you, it was it was a cultural thing as well, was it? For me, it's, I want to see a new culture. I want to see to to meet with new people, to make a new new friendships. Uh, uh, to, to see another people's lives, to see another country's lives, how how it's going. Maybe it will be better for me. I don't know. I just decided to to go to travel the world and work in Kent, uh, find my place, something like that. So, yeah, I want to obviously move on to the farm. So, obviously, you and I met there. Um, I came just when lockdown hit. So I came in April 2020. When did you start working there? A uh, few months before you. What was what was your job there? Packing uh, strawberries, packing uh, apples. But uh, the most uh, we are packing strawberries because of the season. That was the season to packing strawberries. Uh, and my job was to make it everything go nicely and easy. Uh, making counters, making labels, uh, spoken with the deliveries. Uh, I was do a lot of stuff. So in a minute, Georgie, I'm going to want to ask you about what your day-to-day work looked like. But I'm just going to set the scene for the listeners so they can imagine what the inside of a packing house looks like. The packing house is basically a big kind of warehouse room um, and it's got a conveyor belt. Um, At the first end of the conveyor belt are the people who do the quality control. So they'll get the strawberries and they'll sort them into the different punnets. They're looking out for the dodgy strawberries that the supermarkets aren't gonna wanna sell, chucking them in the bin and then putting the strawberries in the correct punnets based on their sizes. Then it, so it's, they then put it on the conveyor belt. It goes around um, in their plastic punnets. And it goes through this big machine, which basically seals them. I'll never forget the noise that thing makes. It's, uh, it goes, it's kind of like a ch-ching, ch-ching. And you'll hear that for the entirety of the day. Anyway, so they've been sealed. Then they go a bit further on the conveyor belt uh, and they get their stickers put on. Um, the stickers will... Um, be you know for the right supermarket so 
sometimes it'll be Audi stickers, sometimes it'll be Tesco stickers, um, and that's one of the many jobs that um, jobs that Georgie has to do, changing the sticker rolls. Something that was quite interesting with that was that um, you'd be doing the same bulk of strawberries, but one one hour they'd be Waitrose finest, and then with no change to strawberries, the stickers change, and now they're as the basic or whatever. So, yeah, definitely don't believe those labels that you see. And then, so by that point, you basically got the finished product there. You've got the punnet with the strawberries in, with the sticker on top, and then it would come round to me. Uh, and my job was basically stacking the uh, the trays of strawberries, um, stack them. Um, and then drag them around the side into the fridge, kind of a race against time, you know, because if, if you take too long to do any of these tasks, um, the conveyor belt will get stacked up with strawberries and they'll all start falling off and uh, it'll be a big panic. That is the essence of how the packing house works. So, George, I know I've just explained all that, but tell me what an average day would look like from your perspective. Uh, for the first time you're waking something like, uh, I didn't remember, but something like uh, before 7 a.m. And making coffee, do the stuff, wash the teeth, you know. Uh, going to the pack house, putting the machines on, starting the machine on, starting to making outers. Um, when, and the owner of the first one was came to me and <laughs> with one <laughs> paper and writing to me what what do I need to make for this day, and uh, and uh, if if he forgot something uh, he was yelling at me why is this not uh, make it because you didn't write it that's why <laughs> and uh, making a lot of stuff there uh, when the People on the field starting to picking the strawberries, the tractors coming, I was picking the product, putting on the fridge, uh, running to making, to stop the machine because the machine is running to making the others, making another machines, changing the, uh, changing on the machine settings because uh, their panets are different, you know, there are big panets, small panets, uh, medium panets in you need to put every single settings for the panets. You need to making uh, outers for this product. You need to making outers for another product. You need to making the documents. You need to uh, printing the documents to go to the fridge to put it to wait the worry to wait when the worry is coming. You need to to put every single pallet on the worry truck. And when you finish all of this, and you finish something like five, six, seven. I don't know. It's uh, eight something sometimes. And you were there basically leading the operation, right? Yes, of course. And uh, I do everything alone. This is not supposed to be by one people, you know, because you need, uh, for me, minimum two people. One people to, when the tractor is coming, to take in the product and put it on the fridge. And uh, I cannot uh, copy of myself to make a copy of myself and to do... Uh, job in the one time you know and uh, the owner of the factory was really mm, how to explain he's yelling you know you see them uh, he's yelling for for nothing so tell anyway. me so tell me about him so it was a small family owned family owned um, farm we won't use names for the sake of this but um, tell me about the farm owner what he was like um, how, how did you found he, how did you find that he treated his employees uh, Mm, he's not treating the employees so well. So, 
for him the uh, the eastern Ukrainians, like Romanians, Bulgarians, and another stuff, another people, are uh, second-hand people. I don't know why he treats the people, well, the eastern Ukrainians, like a second-hand person, and the English people like uh, first-hand. It, it doesn't matter for me. The people are people, you know. It doesn't matter who you are from, wherever you, what uh, what skin you have, and uh, what ties you have. You know, you are a person, and uh, you deserve respect. You know, I was uh, this day. I was told him. I was told him that, listen, me, man. I'm here to charge the people. I'm not stupid. You know, I can speak with you my English. Okay, my English not so good, but I can speak with you. I can talk with you. We can understand. We can make a conversation. We also speak about the world, world too. And he was looking me and, uh, from where did you know for the world, world for fuck's sake did. What kind of people you 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 find it? But uh, he was told me then uh, I was talking with people who doesn't speak English. Okay, but now you see the people who speak English and who can talk with you for a lot of stuff. Why you need to treat him like a second-hand person because he's not from enlightened country? This some kind of, of racism, you know? I don't know. I didn't get it. It was sh- it was shocking for me, George. It really was because it, you know this was an industry that English people hadn't worked in in decades. You know, it was the first time any of us had, so none of us had I seen know. it. It's like a different world, mm-hmm. and that day really, really mm-hmm. springs out for me. I remember the day you're talking about when we had loads of orders to do. Um, the machine kept on breaking, which is hardly your fault. Yeah, and um, he, he he screamed yeah. in your face, didn't he? Yeah, exactly. This is, I don't know how to, this is about the people, you know, if, if the owner of the factory is not a good person, if you are not a good person, you, I don't know how to explain it, how to tell that the, the things will not happen if you're not a good person with uh, your workers, because uh, if you want to, if you want to make a good business, the first of all, the most important things are the workers. Because if you don't have a good workers, you don't have to do nothing with them. Exactly. If you all of the people decided to, to go and tell him, fuck off, why 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 you told me why you talk me like that? Fuck off, I leave. What you can do now? Nothing. And in the end that was a big problem for him, wasn't it? Because so many people left, there weren't enough people on the field yeah. to pick the fruit in the end. Yeah, of course. This is this is wrong uh, managing, you know, wrong managing of the business for me. Exactly. There is a one really, really one good person, the people who was, I have two bosses there, you know, I have the owner of the factory and the another manager who was up of me. And the manager was really, really good person. He's explaining everything. He's told me slowly, nicely and, and everything about everything. But for me, he doesn't have the boss to 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 tell his opinion about the things you know i'm i have the boss you know i don't care for the people if you if you treat me good i will treat you good that is the point if you if you are human with me i will be yeah. human with you how do you think um our colleagues so the other guys from eastern europe how do you think they found the farm owner did they have a were they similarly you know, uh, upset with his treatment as you were? Or or do you think, you know, how did they find the management? Uh, 
Денфорд Дем. I spoke with a lot of them for them is doesn't matter. How, you say that. They are there for money. You know, they are there for money. They are there for one, two, three, five months, something like this. It doesn't matter for them. They are there for money. They are there for these five months. They doesn't care what what will be how did someone will yelling them or something like this. They are there for making the money for five months and come to Bulgaria. And they forgot about this farm and for everything. It was there anything you enjoyed about that job at the first farm? Uh, yes, I enjoyed. I enjoyed the the experience with that. You know, it doesn't matter. It's good or bad experience. So why did you leave the farm in the end? Did you just had enough or did you find a job somewhere else? Uh, I was had enough because uh, one day, on the Sunday, because there I didn't have an official day off on the first one. If the law is come on Sunday, you need to go to the fridge on Sunday and uh, to put everything in the lorry, you know, because... The business is not waiting. And uh, it was Sunday. And the lorry was coming something like uh, one past eight, past morning. And I need to, to put uh, 15 pounds on the track or something like this. I didn't remember something. But it was a lot. And I was spent uh, something like two hours on the fridge. Two hours uh, in the fridge? Two hours in the fridge. It's a long everything. time. Yeah, it's a long time because I need to check uh, before this day I was day off, one day off. Okay. And how long had you been working for without only one day off? Oh, six days by... No, it's not six. It's a... you, you didn't have official day off, you know. You can work until Monday to Sunday without day off and uh, to take day off of Monday. Probably, okay. I don't know. And, the, and these are long Something days, like aren't that. they? These are 12 hour days at times. 12 hour days. You, you start at 7 o'clock and no, 12, 11, 10, something like this. But uh, you start it at 7 o'clock and finish when when you finish the orders. Yeah, okay, cool. And um, after this day, I was getting sick for a few days. And when I come back, the owner of the factory started telling for something when when it's happening that I was sick and stay sitting on my, my car and there. And I was told him this is not my fault. I was not being here. You know, I was sick, you know that. And he told me, you're supposed to be here. I don't care if you are sick. For fuck's sake, are you fucking joking with me? And that was, I was really pissed off. And I was telling him, listen, you know, tomorrow or day after tomorrow, I was going home. For me, it doesn't matter if the worker is hard or not hard. I was, I will, I am a tough guy and I can work tough work. But you need to be a person. The first, be human. Yeah, exactly. Would you, um, would you recommend your friends in Bulgaria to work in the UK? <sighs> Honestly, if they did, doesn't speak English, no, because this is problem. This is a really big problem. I, uh, if they speaking English like me or even less or better 
it's okay because you need to you need to, to speak with people because they you need to know what to do for example when i was working on the second farm i was charging people who doesn't speak a single word of english and was really harder to explain them what to do there is like uh, i was taking my phone and speaking and texting on the, my language to, to, to translate it to their language and showing the phone. I was making like hands to, to show them what to need, they need to do. This is uh, not, not so good, you know. I also want to give people a picture of what it's like to work in a packing house because it's, I found it a really difficult environment to work in because basically it's really boring isn't it it's really yeah, boring it <laughs> yeah, how, how, how do you find doing it for because you did it for seven months after that what's what's that like doing that every day uh for me uh, they offered me to be a team lead and sure. they was making me a team leader uh, they was teaching me something like week or two to be a team leader and after these two weeks they give you you don't have uh, every single Every day is different, you know. You yeah. don't have a day, day to repeat because every day you have a uh, different team. They, you have a different people. You have a different uh, things to do and uh, problems arise. Different yeah. problems, of course, uh, with different people. And you don't have uh, the same day like uh, Monday to day from from another workers who sitting just on the on the lay side. You know, I don't know exactly how they make yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't know how they make it because I have a. I have a lot of stuff to do. I have to put my uh, to make the documents to make the product. I was gonna say, how much were you getting paid? Oh, a lot. <laughs> uh, from from the first farm, I was uh, early wage, but I didn't remember over two hundred, two thousand and five hundred something like this. I don't know, but it was before. What previous, a month, you know. A month. It's cheaper, yeah? Yeah. That's all right. It's not bad. It's more than I earn. Okay. Okay. And and how was that? Were you, were you happy with that salary? <sighs> yes, I'm happy because, uh, you know, the currency in the Bulgarian left uh, one pound is uh, 2.31 level. <laughs> you are happy, bro. <laughs> so, so, do you, so do you come home rich? Ah, not so rich. <laughs> if you if you are rich with 10, 15 grounds, <laughs> okay, but no. <laughs> okay. I'm not rich, man. Uh, it, it's good for me because when I came to Bulgaria, I have, I started, I was talking to you, I started to invest on the cryptocurrency, you know. And for, for now, it's good. I'm working for home. I was working from my laptop. For now, it's good. I don't know. Maybe... If I'm boring with this someday, I will go on again to travel. But uh, now it's too different to go to the England because you need uh, the documents for it. Exactly. How how and hard was it for you to get the documents to come here before? Uh, before it's not so easy because uh, maybe you have forgotten that uh, the United Kingdom was the Europe, European Union. And uh, we travel only just to my id card you know and now with brexit mm, the things are a little bit different mm. a little bit because you need to make it uh, documents for this and now i don't know what is happening now because there are a lot of people are telling me that uh, 
да 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 store са ремти for food or something like as it's really we've had we've had we have had shortages it's not like we can't get basics but you'll often go into a supermarket and there'll be lots and lots of stuff missing yeah a lot it's crazy but uh, this, is, this is the strange thing the, the english people are doesn't work to work uh, when i spoke with uh, our friend Annie. Annie was her Annie, name? yeah. Annie, yeah. Uh, when we spoke with Annie before a years, and I was telling her that uh, if England decides to go out from the European Union, the things will be really, really bad because the English people doesn't work uh, to working on the field. And I mean, also doesn't work want to work on the, the trucks, on the driving uh, lorry or something like this. Yeah. The argument that people who voted to leave the EU make, they say that if you don't have foreign labor in the country who are willing to work for lower wages, the wages will go up. That's what people say will happen. So they say that no Eastern Europeans, you know, fruit pickers will get fifteen pounds an hour. What what do you think about that? Uh sounds really good, but we will not happen. <laughs> Really sounds good, but for me, this is not happened. You know? Why? Why not? Did you see English people, the people who, for, for example, living in London, going to the clubs and uh, making the, the the good life there, go to, to the farm to working and picking strawberries? So, how many people you have to uh, in the villages, the young people who want to work? Yeah, not many. Not many? No. For uh, factory, the second factory was the whole factory was something like five thousand people with workers, with pickers, with uh, management, with uh, uh, packers, with managers, and everything. You know, I, I was telling you, we have a four English people, four. Uh, five thousand, yeah. Five thousand. So. Mm, yeah. Okay, the government they they decide to 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 make a visas. For uh, Ukrainian people, a lot of they they are giving something like ten uh, or fifteen thousand visas for them, and they also will making for each country the different number of visas. Mm. Mm, that's why that is what I know. But I don't know. I've heard maybe, this as well. Yeah. Yeah, because honestly, the English people are not working on the field. I think you might be right. Okay, this is the good argument. Uh, we will go out for the Brexit because uh, the the wage will going up, but it's not yeah. happened. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> maybe after a few years, maybe, but now no. Well, one more question I wanted to ask was just coming back to kind of. I know you were treated badly by the farm owner. I saw lots of things that really shocked me. How how common do you think poor treatment of European workers is in the agriculture industry. Mm. Not, maybe not. No, no, no. Maybe not. I don't know. Man. It's a really, pff, really strange thing, you know, about the people. Because in the first, on the first farm when I working, the 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 owners were not so good. On the second farm. I was meet the with the main boss, you know, who has the 50, 50 60, 70% of the factory. And he was Indian guy. And he was one little guy and he was came to me and uh, 
hello how are you are you feeling good are you work are you are you liking the work how how much time you 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 think that you will stay here uh, are you better in your caravan do you want something you know that, that this is this is the, the important thing mm. but i don't know For me now England will be going to a really really big collapse after if they didn't find a decision how to bring the people back to working mm. or uh, to find another people to working they will going on the big collapse after year year and half maybe That was the Real Jobs podcast thank you so much for listening Um, and a big thank you to Georgie for coming on the show um, I hope you enjoyed it I definitely found it really interesting um, particularly hearing you know what he made of the country and what he made of working here um, stay tuned should be uploading another episode in the next week or so okay all the best <laughs>